Pastor Mabel is also here. Glory. Full of the fire of the Spirit. Kaya. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's all just take some few minutes, do a broadcast right now. Hallelujah. Do a watch party right now. Do a watch party right now. Amen. Amen. Right now. Right now. Hallelujah. It's Ginomai. It's Ginomai. Things are happening everywhere. I said things are happening in your life. I said things are happening in your life. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Shantaka. Zantoko. Ziteleba. We are also live on YouTube. We are live on YouTube. Do well to invite everyone. Those who are not on Facebook, tell them we are also live on on YouTube. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Live on YouTube. Kalada Sata. So do a watch party right now. Right now. Hallelujah. So just thank the Lord, worship the name of the Lord. Share right now, share the page. Invite, if you invited somebody and it went off, invite the person to join again. It's time for the word of God to come. Today is a very special day. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. There is none holy as the Lord. There is none beside thee. There is there any like our God. Holy as there is none. Holy as the Lord. There is none. Yeah. 
Shout glory. glory! Do a watch party right now. Invite your friends, invite your loved ones. It is time to hear certain kind of truths. It is not, when we bring to you the word of God, it's not a formality. No, it's not a formality. Amen. Amen. We are not trying to fulfill some kind of religion. Or some kind of religious obligation. Where it looks like when there is a service, we must preach the word, so it's normal. Amen. And after we preach the word, we must do something also. Amen. Amen. No. When we are bringing to you the word of God, we are opening, we are bringing to you some keys. We are granting you access to the mysteries of the kingdom. Hallelujah. We are opening the eyes of your understanding to come to know and to recognize what has been done for you and who you have become in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. So you take advantage of that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Is that not powerful? It's powerful. Because when you are ignorant, I always say the life of an ignorant Christian is full of sorrows. The life of an ignorant Christian. A person who belongs to Jesus yet does not know. A person who belongs to Jesus and does not understand what that relationship is all about. And so it's very important. Shout powerful. Powerful. For the past two days we've been expounding on certain things. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And yesterday we talked about the greatness of your power or the greatness of thy power. Amen. Amen. And we said that as a Christian you should know that you have spiritual powers. Not many Christians know if you are filled with the Holy Ghost then you have spiritual power or divine power or spiritual powers or divine powers. And we said that that word power means that miraculous ability or the ability to do the unusual. Amen. Amen. The ability, the divine ability granted an individual or the divine ability of God granted an individual Christian to be able to do the supernatural, to do things above the senses, to do things above the natural, to subdue the natural, to produce supernatural happenings. Amen. Amen. That is the ability that has been given to us in the person of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh, are you guys here? Yes, sir. Are you there? Are you there? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. It has been given to us. 
in the person of the Holy Ghost. So it says you shall receive power. You shall receive divine ability. Amen. You shall receive supernatural ability. It says when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Has the Holy Ghost come? Yes, sir. Are we filled with the Spirit? Yes, sir. Now, if you are filled with the Spirit, shout glory. glory. If we are filled with the Spirit, then we have received that power. Amen. Amen. And this is something that must stay with you. Yes, there are certain truths that you hear. The things we teach here are not ordinary things. No. They are not good sermons. No. Amen. Amen. They are not good sermons. They are realities of the Christian. A description of the Christian. Do you hear what I just said? A description of the Christian. We are describing you to you. Or we are describing you to yourself. So you come to be aware. To be awakened. To the truth. To the fact. That you changed the very day you got born again. Come on, shout powerful. Powerful. Whoever that I just said. So it's a description of yourself. And you take it serious. I have received miraculous ability. Amen. So you wake up this morning and you say, I have received miraculous ability. I did not know. Amen. I have received a divine ability to produce divine things. I have received supernatural, a supernatural ability to produce supernatural things. Did you hear what I just said? To command things and they come. To control things. Did you hear what I just said? To release things. To change situations. Kalabasata. That supernatural ability has been given to me. It is a supernatural ability of God. Come on, shout glory. glory. So it's important, I say shout glory. glory. It's important you catch this truth. Invite your friends right now. Invite your loved ones. Tell them to join us right now on YouTube yes, sir. Yes, sir. and on Facebook. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is that not powerful? powerful Don't they need to hear this truth? You can't hear these things we teach you again and again and remain the same. It is not possible. The more you hear us, the more you are upgraded spiritually. Did you hear what I said? You are spiritually upgraded. The more you hear the word that we speak, they can't hear us and remain the same. Your siblings can't hear us and remain the same. Your husband can't hear us and remain the same. It's not possible. possible. Come on, shout glory. Glory. Shout glory. Glory. So we are continuing our series, that not powerful, on the greatness of your power. Or the greatness of thy power. And we are talking today about, know what the power of God in you. The power of God in you, know what the power of God in you has done and can do. Mm. Amen. Amen. Yesterday we said, know that you have power. Is that what we said? Know that you do what? You have power. If you have power and you do not know you have power, situations will take advantage of you. If you have power and you do not know you have power, devils will take advantage of you. 
If you have power and you don't know you have power, the world will take advantage of you. Amen. Amen. But when you have power and you know and recognize and you are certain, C-E-R-O, certain that you have power, then you would refuse to fear at any time. Say, I refuse to walk in fear. I refuse to walk in fear. Because I have spiritual powers. So today I want you to understand what this power that is in you has done before and can do. Because when you have something and you do not know what that thing can do, when it is time for you to apply that thing, you wouldn't. Is that true or false? Because you do not know what that thing can do. Is that true or false? I said, is that true or false? Amen. Amen. So you must know what you, what you carry, what you have, what can it do? What has it done before? So that you can identify with the trustworthiness of that thing. Amen. Amen. Shout glory. glory. Who heard what I just said right now? Yes, sir. So Ephesians or Ephesians chapter 1 reading from verse 17. Come on shout glory. Katos apala kadosh kapala kataya. I feel the power of the word coming to you. The man said just speak the word only. When the word is coming, things are happening. Wherever you are watching from, things are happening right now. Hallelujah. Oh, I said things are happening right now. Amen. Where you used to feel and sense that you have another miscarriage. Mm. Then you hear these truths. Hey. Then you say, in the name of Jesus, I sustain this pregnancy. Hey, I sustain this pregnancy. When you think you face another disappointment, mm. then you put your documents on the table from tonight. What we are teaching you is applicable. Hey. It is not a theory. It's applicable, sir. Come on, shout glory. glory. Then you put your documents on the table. Kalabaso, kapia, talabasa. I say, in the name of Jesus, I release this spiritual power from within on these documents. From today, I'm receiving calls for that contract. I'm receiving calls for those contracts. I'm releasing, I'm, releasing, I'm receiving calls. For that job, for that appointment, yes, for that promo- promotion, yes, for that position. Yes, sir. Shout glory. glory. Did you hear what I just said? Yes, sir. That is the Christian mm. acting on what he knows. Ah, Come on, shout glory. glory. It says that the God, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, it says the Father of glory, May give unto you. I want you to watch me. I want you to watch me. Yes, sir. Are you watching? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is that powerful? It's powerful. If you miss anything, hey, I won't miss that. Say, I'm not missing anything. Missing anything. that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of Him. Paul praying for the church. That the Father of glory or the Father of our Lord Jesus says, may give unto us the spirit of wisdom. He's praying for the oppression of the spirit of wisdom. 
He's praying for the operation of the spirit of revelation. The spirit of wisdom is the spirit that grants the Christian insight into the things of God. Many Christians are born again Christians, but they are blinded. They don't have insight. What can you see? They can't see into the word. They can't see into their lives. They can't see into what God has said concerning them. They can't see into who they are in Christ and what they have. So he's praying for the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of the oppression of the Holy Ghost. That causes a man, a woman, a Christian to see, to look into the scriptures and see into the scriptures and have insight, sight into what God has said concerning them. That's called, that's called the spirit of wisdom. This is the spirit of revelation. That word revelation means an unveiling. It means that when you are about to, oh, come on, shout glory. When you are saying, I do, and there is a veil over your face, and then the man of God says, that do what? Remove that veil to see whether that person is your real wife or it's another person. You are unveiling the person. You are doing what? You are removing the veil from the face to see directly into the person's face. To look directly into your wife's face or your, your wife's face. Is that not true? So the, the, the veil is taken off for you to see. You can see her face when there is a veil, but you will not see it well. Is that true? So that is the same thing he's saying. It's called the spirit of revelation and unveiling. Looking into the scriptures and there's, a, there's, a, there's an oppression of the Holy Spirit that grants you, that grants the word of God to be unveiled to your spirit. To be unveiled to your spirit. It is that spirit that is at work in us and we teach. I pray for you that the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation will be operational in your spirit right now. From today, from today. In the name of Jesus. It is when this thing is happening in your spirit. You don't believe everything. Amen. When these operations are taking place in your spirit, you don't accept everything. You don't accept everything you hear. Amen. Come on, shout glory. glory. It is when this spirit, this operation of the Holy Ghost is working in your spirit. Are you here? Are you here? Are you here? Yes, it's working in your spirit when this operation is working. It's taking place in your spirit. So he was praying for the church for that. Because the church needs it. The church needed it then. And the church needs it now. Because if you don't have sight, insight into who you are, insight into Christ. Who is Christ to you? Personally. No, who is, who is Christ? That Christian, when you ask who is Christ, you will not be able to answer. Do you know what I said? Yes, when you ask them, they say, I believe in Christ. Okay, you believe. Who is that Christ? They will not be able to answer. All they will say is the Son of God. What does that mean? So he is just born of God. How does that, how does that affect your life? You, they will be looking at your face. That's why you need insight. You didn't hear what I just said? And revelation in the knowledge of God. So God is being unveiled to your spirit. As I say, when we are, oh, are you watching me? If today is your first time of joining us, or you don't even go to church and you join us, so you don't know what it means when we are talking about God and all that. It looks like oh, these young people don't know what they are talking about. 
All these church folks don't know what they are talking about. It is you that you do not know what you are talking about. Why? Because it says that there is an unveiling of God. The person of God. The works of God. The will of God. The wisdom of God. The power of God like I'm talking about now. The authority of God. An unveiling of that to your spirit. So we have been granted access into God. And we granted access into an understanding of Him. Do you hear what I said? Through the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So you that you are not born again, or you are not very serious about church, and you do not have this kind of, or you have not prayed this kind of prayers for you, or you have not prayed this kind of prayers for yourself, because you don't know you should pray these prayers. And because of that, you do not know that God has been revealed to your spirit. You do not know Christianity will be a religion to you. You do hear what I just said? Christianity will just be a religion to you. The whole thing about God will just be a misconception. Amen. To just be a, a misconception. It will just be a kind of Something you say, oh, it's just these people who have just imagined that there is a God somewhere. Amen. Amen. You have just imagined that there is a God somewhere and they are just worshipping Him and all that. Maybe that is what you believe. That is what you think. Amen. Amen. Can I solve your problem for you? You think that way because this operation is not working in you. Maybe you go to church. But when you understand this kind of operation in you to us, God is real. Just like we can touch your hand like this, we can touch God. He's real to your spirit. He's real to our spirit. Did you hear what I said? I've said it before. I said the reality of God. Or maybe I'm talking to somebody right now. Amen. The reality of the existence of God, the reality of the person of God, is not just in the creation of things. Shout glory. Glory. Thank God for that. When I look at the mountains, I look at the valleys, I look at the seas. Oh my God, you are God. Do you know what I just said? Why did this song come out? Because many understand the reality of God through the things He has created. Amen. It is good. But there is another kind of revelation of God beyond it. It's the revelation of the person of God, the reality of the person of God in your spirit. Where you know that you know that you know that you know that there is a person in your spirit and that person is God. And you relate with that person on a daily basis. That is the reality of the person of God. To us. Who have this operation working in our spirits. So he is real to my spirit. So when people ask you is God real? Yes he is real. How do you know? He is real to my spirit. Is that, can you see God? Can you see the wind? Is the wind real? Do you have to see the wind before you say it's real? There is a kind of spiritual experience. Just like there is a kind of physical experience when you see the wind. When you don't see the wind, but you experience the wind. 
and you know that you know that you know that you cannot carry the wind in a container. Yes. Can you? No. To go and show to your friend. No. Yet you know this is the wind. Yes. It is that same experience in the spiritual. Come on. Come on. Shout glory. glory. Did you hear what I just said? So if somebody doesn't really believe whether there is God or not, he has to experience what we have experienced. It is called spiritual birth. Be born again. And when you are born again, that God that you say is not real, steps into your spirit as a real person. If you are also born again and you do not know these things, then even though God is real in your spirit, you cannot know. You cannot relate. Come on, shout glory. glory. How do you know the wind is blowing? Uh, when you see the trees moving left and right, you say that the wind is blowing. Yes, sir. Is that not true? Yes, sir. You feel it. Yes. Is it not an experience? It's an experience. We have experienced that. Have experienced Those of us who are born, you are not born again. Today you must be born again. Oh. The scripture says that is born again. Says the wind blows where it listed. Yes, sir. And you do not know. Where it is going to, or it is coming from. Mm. See, such is any man that is born again. Ah, Did you hear what I just said? Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Sometimes people say we cannot, you cannot explain God. Do you know that? <laughs> yeah. This scripture destroys that kind of yes. notion. Do you hear what I said? Yes, sir. This scripture of Paul. Oh, Paul, say Paul, Paul, Paul. Paul. When the spirit of wisdom and revelation is working. That oppression of the spirit or that kind of oppression explains God to you. It is called the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So he made his, his ways known to Moses. But the children of God, he made his acts known to them. There are people who know the acts of God. But do not know the will and the ways of God. The will and the ways of God are revealed into our spirit through the word of God. So there are prophets who know the, the, the acts of God, but not know the will and the ways of God. And there are some who know the ways and the will of God, and they also know the acts of God. So in the, in the, in the, in the, in the New Testament, prophets are supposed to know the will and the ways of God. And also know the acts of God. He has made his ways known to us. And he has made his acts known to us. That's why I said it's not by mind. It is not by power. It says by my spirit. A revelation of his ways and his acts. Come on shout glory. Who heard what I just said right now? So when people ask you, is God real? All this thing you are doing, is it real? This is not a religion. The people say, oh, religion is just a, part, a portion of our lives. Man wants to just look for some God. There are also other portions of our lives. Malodosh! Malika Satapaya. Give me the next few years. Many nations will change that notion. One man in the hands of God can turn minds around. He says, he shall turn the children of disobedience. Says to the wisdom of the just. What I'm giving to you is the wisdom of the just. (laughs) I feel like doing something tonight. 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. How can you explain a person without kidney and by the ministration of power going from hospitals to hospitals and they do a scan and they say that you have a problem with your kidney or we have to remove one kidney or something like that. Do they do that? Amen. Amen. Then it's in a service. Then the power of God hits that person. He goes back for a checkup and there is a new kidney. How do you explain that? You say God is not real. You do not know. How do you explain? How do you explain a man that has not walked from birth? From birth. And it's 48 years. From birth. And everyone in the area knows this person was born like this. Crawling on the ground. Crawling on the ground. It's in a service. Then the power of God hates such a person. Everybody are witnesses everywhere. In the neighborhood to testify that this man that we know that he couldn't walk from birth. Katosi Akapa. Then the power of God hits that person's leg. Then the person jumps up and begins to walk. The power of God hits the leg and straightens that leg. A leg that is not there. Coming. Somebody who cannot walk. The power of God straightens that leg. That crooked leg. That paralyzed leg. Did you hear what I said? And straightens the paralyzed leg. And that young man that everybody knows in the neighborhood who could not walk now rises up and begins to run around and lift up his hands and is praising God. You say that is fake. That is not real. What could be real than that? Come on, shout glory. How do you explain a person who's never seen before and the blind eyes open and he begins to see for the first time? You say that is not God's work. Have you ever seen a medical doctor or medical science treating an eye that, has, that was born blind? They take them to the blind school. They take them to the deaf school. Do you know what that means? In life, you are sidelined because of your disability. And when the real power of God hates such kind of disability and causes that disabled body to become able you say God is not real. He is real. But I want to announce to you that His reality is in your spirit. His power is in your spirit. His person is in your spirit. In the person of the Holy Spirit. Come on, shout glory. Paul says, we know in whom we have believed. And we are persuaded. We know in whom we have believed. We know in whom we have believed. Maybe you are born again, you do not know the one you have believed. That is why we teach these sessions. I am not a preacher. I am not a teacher. I am the giver of the word. Of the truth. So maybe you've been to churches where you see them preaching tents. So when you also join, it's like I've come to also hear tents. No! Yesterday I was sitting there when the Holy Ghost drew my attention to some young girl. That has been moving from prophets to prophets. Every prophet who, who can prophesy is her friend. Every point, the Holy Spirit, you see this young girl? She does not have the word. 
She is looking for the gift like they prophesy. To also prophesy. But no word. Just those are the people that do not stand the test of time. You receive the grace, giftings, do all of those things, but you are not rooted in the word. Grounded in the truth. That you know that you know that when they put an axe to your head to cut it off, you still know within your spirit that this thing you have believed, this person that you have believed is real. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is the reality of the person of God in the spirit of a man. Christianity is the reality of the person of God in the spirit of a man. When that person steps into your spirit, he steps in his fullness with his power so that you can demonstrate him to the world. So he says, you shall receive power. And then you shall be witnesses of unto me. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You shall be witnesses. You shall be a proof producer. This means that you shall receive power and you shall give evidence. Did you hear what I said? You shall do what? Give evidence of my reality in your spirit. That is why it's important for Christians to understand this truth I'm giving to them concerning the fact that they have spiritual power so that they can be proof producers, so that they can be witnesses of the truth that Jesus is alive, of the truth that Jesus is enthroned, of the truth that they are also alive, of the truth that they in Christ Jesus are enthroned. A proof and evidence. Without the power of the Spirit, you cannot give evidence to your Christian work. Did you hear what I said? I said without the power of the Spirit, you cannot give evidence to your Christian work. Without the power of the Spirit, you cannot give evidence to the reality of the person of God. You can't. Says you shall receive power. And you shall be witnesses unto me. I am a witness unto Christ. A demonstrator of the power. Paul said my preaching and my teaching were not just in human wisdom. I was not using science to explain. I wasn't using my mind to explain. Katos. I was just not just speaking words. No. That my preaching of the gospel was in the demonstration of the power of the spirit. The demonstration of the power of the spirit. So people came to him. He was preaching one of the days, Paul the apostle. And the young man was tired. And he had preached and taught the whole night. He actually wanted to have a two hour service. And continued the whole night. And the young guy was tired after going coming to church from work. And was sitting somewhere on the window. And suddenly he fell from the story building. And died. The man of God was teaching. That man of God. And teaching. Left the, the, the pulpit and left the microphone behind. Went to that young guy that was on the ground. Laid on the young man and said his life is in him. And that young man woke up and came back to continue hearing the message. Did you hear what I just said? We need to walk in spiritual power so that the world will know what we have and believe what we have. You watching me, you need to demonstrate spiritual power. 
You need it. Yes, sir. You don't need the power. You have it. Hey. But you need to demonstrate that power. Yes, sir. But how will you demonstrate what you are not conscious of? Mm. How important this thing I'm sharing with you is. Yes, Did you hear what I said? Yes, pastor. Bo shata. Immortal God. Invisible God. Immortal God. I Christianity when we are practicing is like a ritual must end do you know what I said and it's going to end in this generation I've said it every time I pray in the spirit I say this voice cannot be stopped no no devil can stop it nations are hearing that voice this message cannot be stopped nations are hearing that message no nation will not hear this message no nation. It is not, it's not, it's not possible. Why? Because it is not by mind. It is not by power. It is by the Holy Ghost. Who is not living on the tree. But is living in me. Shout glory. How do you help a person who writes exam for seven years and keeps writing and keeps failing? How do you help such a person? Just sit down and say, don't worry, you are not been studying. Where the person has been studying throughout and all his mates are in the university and he's still at the SHS level writing of deck, writing of deck, writing for seven years, eight years, ten years, and tired. How do you help such a person without spiritual power? Do you hear what I just said? You need to walk in power. It is the kingdom of God. It's not in words only. The kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. It's not in buffet in church. Is that not good? But the kingdom of God is in the power of the spirit. How will the world know we have our own kingdom? How? By the demonstration of the power that is within our spirits. So Paul prays that the eyes, he says that I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He says, in the knowledge of God. He says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. Ayamatot. He says that you may know. He says that I may know. To know. To say to know. To know. Do you know why you go to school to learn mathematics? So that you know. Today when you take your money and you are counting, you can count 100 plus 100 is 200 CDs. You have known something in school. To know. The one who did not go to school, or the one who who does not know counting, or know addition, will be able to add it. You say 100 plus 100, you say, is that not true? How much is this? Because he wants somebody who knows 
to calculate it for him or her. Yes, sir. Is that not true? Yes, sir. To know something. So Paul was praying for the church, for you and I, to know. But what was he praying that we should know? Are we there? Yes, Says to know the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Verse 19, I don't want to dwell there. Go, 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 go. Shout glory. glory. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? That I may know as a medical doctor who is a Christian. That you may know as a lawyer who is a Christian. A Christian lawyer. That he or she may know. You don't say I know law as a Christian sits down. Do you know what I said? Yes, Says that you may know mm. what is the exceeding greatness of his power. Mm. You don't say, as for me, I live in China, so I don't need all of these things. No. That you may know, know. the exceeding greatness. It causes the exceeding greatness. Another translation says the immeasurable greatness. Another one says the incomparable greatness of God's power. Whenever I study this scripture, the incomparable greatness of God's power. But you see what is very important? Since the incomparable greatness of God's power is this to us who believe. To us what who believe. Is it there? To us what who believe. Another translation says that the incomparable great greatness of his power in us and for us. Who believe? So what does he want us to know? He wants us to know that there is an incomparable great power that belongs to God. That is not just with God, but it's also in me. In the Christian. It's not only in the pastor. It's not only in the prophet. It's not only in the evangelist. It is also in the Christian. That I may know. Maybe you did not know. Thank God for adding you today, today, to what we are doing. That word no means to have a realization. A consciousness. To be awakened. Have you ever been in a situation or had somebody in a situation where the person is being being deceived but did not know that he was being deceived by someone? And then later... Later, as he watches the person and investigates and all that, and all of a sudden he becomes awakened to the fact that that guy was deceiving me. Is that not true? It's an awakening. So Paul was praying that we know is to be awakened to this reality, to this truth. Do you know what I said? Of the incomparable great power in us. The incomparable great power in us and for us who have believed in Christ. God is not a selfish God at all. He took all that belonged to him and gave it to his son Jesus. And told the son, before you leave this earth, give it to them. Is that true? So he says, who believes this? According to the working of his mighty power. So he first told us about, number one, the incomparable great power of God. He doesn't say the power belongs to us. It belongs to God. 
But I tell you, that power that belongs to God has been given to us. Deposited in our spirits. That's number two. Then he shows us how, what that power has done before. So that you know that I have this power. But what has this power done before? Come on. This calls for about 40 days of meditation. You meditate on this scripture and speak in tongues. Some of you, some of you where you are is what is causing all the things that those negative experiences. Come up, come up. I said what? It is according to the working of his mighty power. He calls it the mighty power of God. The might of God. Yesterday I said almighty. That might is in your spirit. That might is in my spirit. That might is in the church of Jesus. It is according to the working. The word working there means the operation of his mighty power. Verse 20. Oh. This which he wrought in Christ on which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So he says Paul is telling us that we should be aware or realize or awakened to come to an awareness Yemenos attire, Lagos Asa, Lagos. It is like you have your keys, your car keys in your pocket, yet you do not know, and you are searching from place to place. Where is my key? Where is my key? Didn't I leave it in your house? Didn't I leave it in this place? Didn't I leave it on the table? Then you become aware. You hear some some kind of noise tingling in in in, in your pocket. My kids are already with me and I was looking for it. That is what Paul is saying. An awareness of what you have. Then it tells us that that incomparable great power says which he worked in Christ when he raised Christ from the dead and set Christ at his own right hand in the heavenly place. So he says that that power that is in us is the power that God applied or the power that God himself put to work in raising Jesus from the dead. So for God to be able to raise Jesus from the dead, he had to put his power to work. Then he says that power God put to work in raising Jesus from the dead, that incomparable great power is at work in your spirit today. Who heard what I just said? So that power has what it takes to raise the dead. That dead body can come back to life. You know what I said? That dead organ can come back to life. Not by a touch of anybody. By the operation of that power in your spirit, that dead lungs can come back to life. That dead brain can come back to life. That dead marriage and ministry can come back to life. It says it's that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. It is that power that dwells in us. So that he's teaching us. He's teaching us who the power belongs to. He's teaching us the location of the power now. He's teaching us the accomplishment of that power. Three things. Who the power belongs to. The present location of the power. 
case Atolia, you did not hear what I said. Who the power belongs to, the present location of that power, and the accomplishment of that power. What the power has done before, and what the power can do down to us. So God used that power in raising Jesus, and we have that power, then he expects us to use that power in raising things. That dead business has been raised right now. That dead heart has been raised right now. Who heard what I just said? Says which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand. That is a powerful thing. That is a powerful oppression of the power. You understand? It's a powerful oppression of the power. It's a powerful oppression of the power of God. Is that not powerful? Why are churches so cold? Why are Christians so cold? Why are Christians so lukewarm? Why? Why are many Christians in fear and in torment? Why? Because we do not know this truth. Hey! The power of God that raised Jesus from the dead is in your spirit. Who heard what I just said? The greatest miracle that has ever taken place in history and even throughout the scriptures from the Old Testament to the New Testament is the miracle of the resurrection of Jesus. Do you know what I said? The greatest demonstration of God's power throughout the whole Bible, Old Testament to the New, and even in this generation, the greatest demonstration of power, of God's power, was in the resurrection of Jesus. Do you know what I said? Say, man of God, why are you saying that? Say, man of God, why are you saying that? It's very important. Is it not important to know this? The greatest demonstration of God's power. So you ask me, say, man of God, but there was a time that God made all the waters in Egypt turn to blood. Was that not great enough? It was. There was a time where the power of God created all the material world. Is that not great enough? It's great. But the greatest of all, his demonstration so his great power was demonstrated in raising Jesus from the dead. So the power he has given us is not a little power. No. The power he has given us is not a small power. No. The power he has given us is not a trial and error power. No. It's a power that works. Yes. That's why he's teaching us what the power has done. So you don't say the power of God in me does not work. It works. Say it works, it works, it works. The power of God works. And that power of God works from within your spirit. But you think the power of God works from heaven. Amen. I said the power of God is on this earth. Are you looking for the power of God? It is on this earth. I said are you looking for the power of God? It is in the Christian. Did I write this Bible? Paul wrote it. Through the spirit. I'm just an interpretation, uh, an interpreter. No, not true. 
Do you hear what I said? Yes, Pastor. Many, the, the whole Old Testament news is full of miracles. How do you explain how a dust became a living soul? But we know how. Through the power of God. That's why the scientists don't know. How can a man come from an animal? So we are using our machines to check. How can you create a machine that checks that, that fact? You created the machine. You create a machine to check that. Later we talk about that. Sounds glory. glory. But how do you explain it? Eh? That a dust became a living soul. But in all of the miracles you see throughout the Old Testament into the New Testament, into this generation, continuation of the Acts, Amen. Amen. The greatest of all. The greatest of the demonstration of God's power is found in the resurrection. Do you know why? Because in raising Jesus from the dead by the power of God, God did not just raise Jesus from physical death. Do you know what I said? Lazarus died. Jesus called him out of death. He said, Lazarus, come out of that place. And Lazarus, who was dead, says, that which was dead, suddenly, he that was dead, came forth. The man was dead and buried and was stinking. And Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus started coming out. Jumping and coming. Jumping and coming. So Lazarus was raised from the dead. But that was not the greatest miracle. Or the greatest demonstration of God's power. Why? Because when Jesus died, Jesus was raised from spiritual death first. And was also raised from physical death. The first person to have been raised like that. And the first and the last person to have been raised like that. Jesus is the first and the last person. It's called the first and the last Adam. And is the first and the last person to have been raised from spiritual death. So Jesus was firstly, or first of all, raised from, from spiritual death. Then he was also raised from physical death. So there is, oh are you following me? There is spiritual death. I want to show you how powerful the power is. How efficacious the power is. The power of God that is in our spirit. When you can name it Sotolo Koposa. Do you know what I said? How powerful the power, the power of God is. He was first raised from the spiritual death. And secondly raised from physical death. Amen. The power raised Jesus from spiritual death. The first and the last person to have been raised from spiritual death and physical death. Because when he died, you see, the human spirit can die. And the human body can die. Listen to me, you won't find it in any book. So listen, that's powerful. There are only five out of hundred teachers who understand that. I am one of that five. I'm one of that five. Do you know what I'm saying? He was, there is the death of the human spirit. Or the deadness of the human spirit. Then there is the death of the physical body, the human body. So when you go to Kolebu Mog, what you see is the death of the physical body, the human body. 
Amen. Amen. But there are some people who are, who are, who are in this world who are not at Kolebumog, but there is death in their spirit. That is the death of the human spirit. They are dead. Their human spirit is dead. Even though they are walking. So not all those walking on this earth are alive. Did you hear what I said? That is why, that is why the Bible says that God is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. When he says the God of the dead, he's not talking about the one who is dead at Kolebu. Because there are men, men of God and even Christians, who have died, who have died physically, and have departed, and they are still alive. So he is the God of the one who is living. So they are living beings on earth, and they are living beings in heaven. You understand? And they are dead people, or dead beings on this earth, who are walking, as if they are living. Do you know what I just said? The difference is in the human spirit. So there are people who are not born again and there is spiritual death. That means that there is the nature of sin, which is the nature of the devil in their spirits. That is spiritual death. Amen. Spiritual death. The nature of sin in the human spirit. The wages of sin is death. That is spiritual death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. So they are, oh, do a watch party right now. Do a watch party. Somebody must hear this truth. Are you following what I'm saying? So there are people who are there. So when he says that, when I say Jesus was raised, that's why I say it's the greatest power that has been demonstrated. When Jesus was raised from spiritual death, that meant that Jesus died as a sinner. And went to hell as a sinner. How as a sinner? Because he had taken the place of sinful man. So the nature of sin had been deposited in his spirit. And he went to hell. When he died, his physical body was carried by Joseph of Arimathea. And embalmed by the women who were following his ministry. And that physical body was carried to the tomb. But his spirit, his human spirit had also died. And that human spirit had died because the human spirit, when we say the human spirit has died, it means the human spirit carried the nature of sin. That's what we call spiritual death. And that nature of sin causes the human spirit to be separated from the Father. So Jesus through that had been separated from the Father. So the human spirit with the nature of sin went to hell. Amen. Amen. And his physical body was taken to the tomb. Paid by Joseph of Arimathea. And embalmed by the women. The Marys. Come on, shout glory. So for God to have raised Jesus back to life through his power, God had to raise the human spirit from spiritual death. The human spirit of Jesus from spiritual death. And then also raise the human body from physical death. The first and the last to have occurred until the rapture and Jesus come again. The first and the last. So the power of the Holy Ghost that he talks about, that's what, that's what Paul calls it, the incomparable great power. It is not because it raised Jesus from just the dead, like physical death, like, like, like Lazarus. But Paul understood this. 
So that power of God he talks about gave life to the dead spirit, human spirit of Jesus. That power of God recreated the human spirit of Jesus. Why? Because the human spirit of Jesus was in death, separated from the Father, and had the nature of sin, just like every man who went to hell. So that human spirit went to hell. After the defeat of the devil, for that human spirit to come out of hell, that human spirit needed to be recreated by the power of God. Come on, shout glory. glory. So this power of God, it talks about which he wrought in Christ, he says. That is verse what? 18, 19. I think verse 19, when he says, which he wrought, or verse 20. Check it. Which, which he wrought in Christ Jesus. Verse 20 says, which he wrought in Christ. When he raised him from the dead. It means he wrought means to, to cause to happen. To work. Or to cause to happen. So the power of God went into hell. Do you understand? And recreated the human spirit in life. The power of God went to hell. And quickened the human spirit of Jesus. The power of God went to hell. The power of the spirit went there. And gave life to the human spirit of Jesus. So Jesus was born again from hell. Why was he born again? Because the, whole, the power of God quickened the human spirit of Jesus. And lifted that, lifted that human spirit from hell. And that same power went to the tomb and quickened that body. Gave life to that body. Did you hear what I said? Then that same power, and this happened in a twinkle of an eye. That's what the scripture says. We, oh. It says, we shall not all sleep. Paul, through the Spirit, speaking about the rapture. He says, we shall not all sleep. But in the twinkle of an eye, he says, we shall be changed. And the mortal shall take on immortality. In the twinkle of an eye. All these things I'm talking about happened in a twinkle on the third day. In the, on the third day. In a twinkle of an eye. Such that the human spirit of Jesus lifted, quickened and lifted. The human body quickened. Then the human spirit brought in union with the human body. And Jesus was raised back to life. The first to have ever happened. Anyone that was raised from the dead was raised from physical death. It was only Jesus that was raised from spiritual death first and raised from physical death. Who heard what I just said right now? Who heard and understood what I just said right now? If you did not understand when we close tomorrow morning, listen to the message again. Shout glory. So he was raised back to life like that. The first to have ever happened. And that is what Paul is trying to draw to, to, to drag into our spirits. And to drag into our minds that this power was wrought in Christ in raising him from the dead. The Bible says that he may taste death for every man. Raised from spiritual death. Raised from physical death. No wonder he says that all authority is given unto me. Because the only one to have been raised from spiritual death and be raised from physical death is this all authority. That is why he could not, he could not wait on earth to die again. It was impossible for God to keep him here to wait that he, because he would not be able to die again. Yes. Uh, yeah. not possible. 
So he had to ascend. Lazarus was raised and died again. Yes. Amen. Amen. The widow's son, or the Shunammite woman's son, in the book of Kings, raised, died again. That young girl that was raised by Jesus died again. But Jesus himself could not die again. He said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. You see what he said? He said, This day I will be resurrected. He says, I am the resurrection. And I am the life. Why the resurrection? He is the resurrection. That is the one to be raised from spiritual death. The first one. And the last one. And to be raised from physical death. Come on, who heard what I just said right now? And Jesus was raised. Then Paul says that he was raised from these two deaths. But he did not remain on this earth. After showing himself to the disciples as a witness that he has been raised from both spiritual death and physical death, no wonder he could preach to the spirits in prison. The Bible says, Peter tells us, I don't want to go into some of those things, but let me just say it today, let me say it today. That's why I said that among ten hundred of the teachers, this truth is with five. Is that not true? Come on, shout glory. glory. There are things we can teach and get you confused. Yes, 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 yes. Don't get us confused. But you won't get confused. Yes, yes. Because your eyes have been enlightened. Glory. Yes, Shout glory. glory. Who heard what I just said right now? Yes, Is that not true? Yes, true the, resurrection. the resurrection. So he showed himself. You see, he preached in prison. How did he preach in prison? He couldn't have preached in prison as a sinner. He went to hell as a sinner. A substitute for sin. Sinful man. Many Christians up to now don't know that Jesus went to hell. That is why the demons are still seeing demons in your dream. The day you know that, that demon will run away and never come. So you see, he went to hell as a sinner. But the scripture says, Peter tells us in his epistle, that that sinner Jesus preached in prison. How did he preach? He couldn't have preached as a sinner. So it was when he was recreated, his spirit, that was a sinner, was recreated. What we actually refer to by in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 4 to 5, 4, 4 to 5 as begotten. To be begotten. To be born again. To be born anew. For the human spirit. That is why today when you confess the Lordship of Jesus, your spirit is made anew. It was Jesus who first experienced that in hell through the Holy Ghost. And that is why it takes the Holy Ghost for your spirit to be made anew. Whoever I just said. That is what we experience today. That which Jesus experiences in hell through the power of the Holy Ghost is appropriated in our spirits. Today. That's why you say you are born again. He that is born of the flesh is flesh. And he that is born of the spirit is spirit. Of the spirit is spirit. Amen. So after the Holy Ghost did that to Christ Jesus, recreated the human spirit, then the human spirit was born again in hell. In hell. Not in heaven. And that human spirit went to the, pri- the, the prisoners that were in hell and preached. The human spirit preached. 
it is likened to a person who is asleep and his human body is at rest. Yet in the dream or in the vision, he says, I see myself, somebody fighting with me, and my spirit told the person in the dream, leave me, and the person runs away. The human spirit is at work. So even though Jesus' body was dead and was in the tomb, his human spirit was at work in hell, preaching, speaking. Come on, shout glory. glory. And that reconciliation took place. Reconciling the human spirit and the human body. And Jesus showed himself with infallible proofs for 40 days as a witness to the disciples. But he could not stay on this earth. That is why, see, did you hear what I just said? Yes. If you meet any person who has knowledge of science, has knowledge of whatever, Knowledge of philosophy. Knowledge of what? Psychology. With all that knowledge, they can't explain what man still, why man still dies. Do you know that? Do you know why they can't? We can explain. But we won't do that now. Amen. Why the greatest scientist still dies? Why the greatest inventor still dies? Do you hear what I just said? Sometimes of cancer. Sometimes of a particular disease. Why? I have the answer through the word. Come on, shout glory. glory. But you understand this. He couldn't stay on this earth again. So those who say we doubt that Jesus was raised and we doubt that he went to heaven, all those things are uh, theories conjured by Christians and some men. Some even say that this is white man religion. Malotos, Akaya. If you don't know what you are talking about, keep quiet. So that is white man's religion. Don't, don't you use a white man's phone? Don't you use a white man's car? Come quiet. You don't, don't stop talking things you don't know about. Is that true or false? So he could not stay on this earth and he had to be lifted. The same power that raised him from spiritual death and physical death and gave him proofs for 40 days. That same power as he met with the disciples on the mountain. And the disciples, he was talking to them. He says, you shall receive power. The Bible says he gave them instructions through the spirit. Through that same spirit. That's why I talk about the Holy Ghost. Your Christian life cannot be effective if you don't understand the Holy Spirit. That's why those people who don't believe in the Holy Ghost and don't believe in the in the infilling of the spirit and don't believe in speaking in tongues and most of them are religious people they believe in Jesus but you see religion they cannot prove the reality of what they believe most churches like that because it's the Holy Spirit that makes this thing real come on shout glory who heard what I just said who heard what I just said is that not powerful so he couldn't stay and needed to be lifted that same Holy Spirit, that same power. Mm. Some of you are already tired. Oh, we are not tired, sir. We are not tired. Shout glory. glory. The same power lifted him from the earth. Hallelujah. As the disciples were looking at him, they saw the man Jesus Hallelujah. lifted from the earth. Hallelujah. Lifted from the earth. Levitating. Levitating. Ascending. Ascending. They saw him going up. And going up, the disciples. No wonder Peter said, We have not believed cunningly devised stories. Says, When we made known unto you 
the power and the coming of the Lord Jesus. He was addressing the church. He says that when we tell you about the power and the coming of Jesus, it is not a fable. It is not a story. And people sit down up to today and this generation they say that some men sat down and just there to write, can you read the Bible and think that way? You can't. Anybody who talks like that has not read the Bible. When you read the Bible cover to cover, you see no, there should be something truth here. He ascended. They saw him ascending. The Bible says he was received into the clouds. The clouds of glory. And departed from their sight. Then they heard the angels speaking and saying, this same Jesus that you see going up in this manner. They said, the angels announced to the disciples, they said, this same Jesus will in likewise come the same way you saw the power of God lift him into the heavens. He says, that's the same way you see the power of God bring him descend. The second coming of Jesus. Is that not powerful? So Paul is teaching us in Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 17 that the same power raised Jesus into heaven. So Jesus is in heaven. Seated now. The power raised him up and set him at the right hand of God. He says that incomparable great power that accomplished that, this great feat that we are talking about is that power that is in your spirit. So the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 11 says if the same spirit if that same power if that same spirit that raised Jesus from spiritual death and physical death dwells in you He's drawing our attention Romans chapter 8 verse 11 but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from spiritual death and physical death it's as if that same spirit dwells in you. He's telling us that that same power of the spirit is that that same, that same, say same. same. Can I give you a same thing and doesn't produce the same results? No. So that same is very important. If that same thing, if I give you the same Mercedes Benz, that same Mercedes-Benz will go the same way it, it went for me. When I drove it. Is that true? It's true so if that same spirit, say that same spirit. That same spirit. Say that same power. power. Wherever you are watching from on YouTube, please, you say that same spirit. That same say that same power. He says that same spirit dwells in you. Power. Say that same power dwells in you. Say, that same power dwells in me. That same same spirit dwells in me. So if that same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead, so he tells you what that same power has done here also. Then he tells us that that same power is dwelling in you, the location of it. He did not say that same power dwells on the tree. I didn't hear that, no. I said he did not say that same power dwells on a tree. He did not say that same power dwells on a mountain. He did not say that same power dwells in a pot. He said that same power dwells in me. That same power dwells in you. The power that raised Jesus from the dead. If that power dwells in you, that power can raise anything back to life. Hallelujah.
Now, many Christians don't know this. This was written how many years ago? Mm. Many Christians don't know it. Many Christians come on, shout glory. glory. They don't know. And you see that in the church. Sign, bra, sign, bra. So, so, sign, bra. It shows you don't know that. The song is good, but it does not communicate. This is what I'm saying. It's not, it's not the song I'm against. I'm going to show you why it's important that we teach this thing again and again. Because once you are telling us that that is the Holy Spirit should come again, you don't know. This is not what the scriptures say. The scriptures did not say he will come again and come again and come again. It means you are saying that we should re crucify Jesus. And Jesus should be re-raised. And, and ascend again. Every day. Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear what I just said? 
but I can judge through scriptures that this is correct and this is wrong. So it's not every song you see uh, praise praise that on and praise whatever. And people are plenty there singing some kind of songs. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Under this ministry, and sit sit under this ministry. In some years, you would have changed. Listen, I say it every time. If you ever meet me on the street walking with slippers, don't pity me. Don't worry at all. You are walking a world changer in slippers. You are seeing a walking world changer in slippers. When we see you with this kind of knowledge. Walking on the street with slippers. We are seeing a world changer. We are seeing somebody who nations are waiting for. Is that not powerful? Don't you see the power of God in your home right now? Shout powerful. You see, Paul talked about this truth. The fact is that Many Christians don't know that they have the power of the spiritual power of God in their spirits. So many, that is the fact, many are afraid of witch doctors. Many are afraid of the power of witch doctors and the power of what sorcerers and the power of witches and the power of demons. Many try not to misbehave. When they are walking around a shrine of demons. Do you know what I'm saying? An area where there is a witch doctor and he has that kind of thing. Christians are treading with caution. Those same Christians who insult pastors in church are treading with caution around. Why? They are trembling when they hear such things. Is that not true? That is the proof that we do not know what Paul said we should know. When you buy a land, and then they say there is this tree in the land planted in that land you have bought whatever acres and this particular tree is a deity or this tree is, is a divine something and they say come and pour libation you are a Christian you paid money for it come and pour libation or you can't use this land else that demon and that is a demon listen to me let me, let me open your eyes anything they say is deity or anything is demon. demon. Paul said that in us we have that knowledge that an idol is nothing. Do you hear what I said? So that is the, the, that's demon. So you bought that land for yourself. Wanted to do a project on it. Then they said you have to pour a libation because there is a deity or there is that tree. We can't approve the tree. If you cut that tree you die. Then you abandon that land and run away. You go to church. You give tithes. You give offerings. It's a proof that you do not, you need this message. It's a proof that this thing must, is this not practical? It must sink into you until you are what you are hearing. Until you are what you are hearing. Did you hear what I said? Or you bought a land. Then somebody goes to do a demonic concussion and plants it in the land. 
and then somebody tells you they've planted in the morning concussion, you say, I won't go there again. I don't want to die early. Doesn't these things happen? Christians, pastors, leaders, elders, trembling. Trembling. You are fighting over the same position or promotion or political position. Then you hear the opponent has gone to so and so place. He went to some region to consult some kind of thing. Then you said, I've left it home. I don't want any trouble. Is that not true? They placed that concussion under my chair. I'm in trouble. Mazosh. 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 It is not the power of the concoction. It is you who do not know the power you have. If you batch the power I've talked about from scripture, unless you are not a believer, that there is a spiritual power in your spirit, and you hear such things, you will never be moved. Those things don't move us. We crossed that line many years ago. After sitting, instead of jumping from place to place, we sat down in the scriptures. These things you see us teach are things we've loaded our spirit. When your spirit loads the word of God in a particular measure, these things that you hear are just You said they took the sand of your what? And went took it to some kind of native doctor. Or took it to some kind of witch doctor. Or took it to some kovu. And Alabos Atelia. You were a Christian. If you understand you have spiritual power. And I'm closing with this. So that I'm closing so that you understand. I have a lot of things to share. This is like half of what I want to share. Not that powerful. But I'm explaining these things to you so that you come to know that it's important that the man of God, Pastor Prince, teaches you this. It's important that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. That you become aware of the spiritual power in your possession. The greatest power in the universe is the power of God. If you have it, why are you afraid of that concussion? Do you hear what I'm saying? So it's very important. Child powerful. Powerful. Whoever I just said. So if I just, we just give you prophecies which you do right now, we pray for you. And we leave you. You may not meet us again the next two years. Or three years. Or you may not even come online again. Is that not true? And you encounter a situation. Where somebody in your workplace is diabolic and is consulting witch doctors and demons. The Bible says when Peter came in contact with the sorcerer, Maletos, the sorcerer testified of the power of the spirit. So you might have somebody like that the next two years, the next three years. See, we don't just prepare you for today. You may be going to a trouble today. But we are not just teaching you for the today. We are teaching you for today and tomorrow. So when the man of God is absent, or is not there, or when you have traveled somewhere and you can't reach your man of God or the man of God, yet you have loaded, you have spent days and weeks hearing this message again, and opening the scriptures alongside, and speaking this truth to yourself. Then you enter a workplace, 
and there's a person who is diabolic and does all kinds of things and you are informed and you are there with this kind of knowledge of power in your spirit you exercise control it may be in the neighborhood you may be living in some kind of apartment where people are like that is that not true the neighborhood like that you cannot tremble you cannot be frightened you cannot be stopped do you hear what I said you live in places where the people the people consult saints and you stay in that place and they see you and they can't look at you one they can't touch you two they have no access to anything your substance nothing three they can't even look at you we have experienced that those things plenty of times that's not true where they cannot they cannot see you they cannot look at you you want to shake them and they are just pulling their hands years back we went to somebody like that after we sat down and we were about to move after the discussion and I stretched out my hands like this he didn't shake me got angry without anything I've not said anything I sat in a bar some years back ah, full of the spirit and speaking in tongues those days I wasn't wearing suit so that you say oh it's because the man of God is wearing suit that's why he's talking like that no did you hear what I said and on the way suddenly some power the power of God just came on me in the bus and I lifted my hands like this someone in the bus who has been consulting things got down got down insulting me and the people who I was with said, what is the problem? What is the prayer? Because not, I, don't, I didn't used to talk like now. Now I talk plenty. I didn't used to. So like, what is the problem? So leave the woman, let her go. The force is too heavy for her. Force, the force. It's a spiritual force. Spiritual force. I say it, I say refuse to fear demons. Have you seen those young, young boys and girls on Instagram, on Facebook, doing preaching? With the ignorance of these things. Tomorrow people who say that that girl loved God and died suddenly. It is not, it's not preaching. Young, young girls, it is not the preaching that makes it. As I said, God does not honor preachers of the word. God honors knowers and doers of the word. So don't jump into things. Sit down and study. Don't attract demonic attacks. Then the demons are chasing you and now you can't do anything. You're running from place to place. Because you have brought it on yourself. Sit down and study. Don't be afraid of demons. Don't be afraid of witches and their power. Don't magnify it. That is the problem with the body of Christ. Anybody who does something supernatural is consulting devils. Is that not true? Every man of God who does miracles, every Christian who does miracles is consulting magicians. Where is the power of God? Is that not true? Where is the power of God? Gideon said, where is God? We've heard the miracles. Where is he? That God, with his miracle working power, is residing right now, as I speak to you right now. He wouldn't come tomorrow morning. He wouldn't come tonight. 
is in you right now. If you are not yet born again, you are watching us. You have not confessed the Lordship of Jesus. What we give you is truth. It's not a fable. It's not a story. You are not born again. Confess this after me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart that you were raised from the dead. I confess you as the Lord of my life. From this moment, come into my spirit. Rule and reign in my spirit. I belong to you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. If you have said that, you've made that confession right now. When we close, let us know on the on the on the what on the comment section. There's a number there. Call so that we can help you to grow. Come on, shout glory. You go to church, you say to me, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Now wait, you sing that song and worship the name of God, and you are afraid of a concussion. How can you say power? All power belongs to God. And still consider that there is a demon power that can harm you. It means there is a reality that has not yet hit your spirit. No demon can make me shake. No demon can make you shake. You can't be trembled. Kabasata to me. Wherever you are, just worship the name, lift up your voice as we sing this song. To me,
of this person. In the name of Jesus. Anybody going through any pain. In the name of Jesus. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I am praying for somebody going through pain. Abdominal pain. Right now you are going through pain. In the name of Jesus. I cast that pain right now. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You see it's just not any abdominal pain. It's a pain that 
it, it's like it comes out to the clot of blood. In the name of you Jesus. feel that pain so strong. The power of God is hitting you right now. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, be healed. I see somebody at the sound of my voice. In the name of you are having problem with your brains. It's like it, when it comes. You you just see yourself behaving anyhow, and you are you are listening to me. It's, it's bipolar. In the name of Jesus, you have that thing so strong. I am praying with you right in the now. Name of Jesus. If you can just believe with me, in the, name the of power Jesus. of God will hit you right now. In the name of Jesus. Now in the mighty name of Jesus, your brain is becoming. In the name of Jesus. If you are the son of my voice and you are expecting the Lord to give you children, I stand here as an oracle of God and I release babies. I release babies. I cast delay. I cast delay. I cast delay. In the name of Jesus. Whoever God says free is free indeed. We pray and we set you free. I pray and set you free. We pray and set you free. You are free. Whatever you couldn't do, keep going check right now because you have been touched. Touched by the power of God. You are blessed. In the name of Jesus. nightmares and demonic attacks tonight is over every demon that has been visiting you every demon that has been snatching things from you every demon that has been chasing you every demon that has been beating you in your dream every demon that has been having an affair with you in your dream every demon that has been fighting and struggling with you every demon right now I speak to that demon you found spirit you hear the sound of my voice pack your load now get out of their life anyone you are tormenting anyone you are attacking in the name of Jesus I command you found spirit in the mighty name of Jesus Come out of their homes. Come out of their marriages. Come out of their finances. Come out of their sleep. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I cast you out. Out. I chase you out. Chase you out. I cast you out. Cast you out. I chase you out. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Be free. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Na ye ye. Hey, wow. 
watching us from the power of God is right there. We can feel the power of God here. Who can feel it? Who can feel it? You can feel the power in the atmosphere. The power in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. The power of God is coming to your home. Amen. It's right there. It's right there. It's right there with you. The power is touching. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 